You're listening to The Fearless Hustle Collective, a podcast for creative female entrepreneurs and a home to honest conversations about the ups and downs of running your own business. I'm your host and business mindset coach, Anna Dunleavy, and we'll explore topics on self-doubt, following your intuition, and why self-limiting beliefs might be holding you back. Hello and welcome back. This season is slightly different to what I originally imagined season six would be and it's all about finding opportunity and adversity. It's been recorded between week five and six of the UK lockdown during the global pandemic and I chat to female business owners about how they have adapted their businesses and how they have found opportunities during these changing times. It's really my hope that you'll find little pieces of inspiration within each conversation from how we approach our working lives to the journey within that this time has really encouraged us to take. Let's dive right in. Hi Joe, thank you so much for joining me today. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do? Thanks so much for having me. Um, my name's Joe Hooper um, and I run Mad and Sad Club. Um, and what I do is basically help people to manage their mental health at work and thrive rather than just limp through and survive. So I work one-to-one and in groups um, with people who either work for themselves and need to figure out how to run their business in a way that supports their mental health rather than kind of day-by-day chips away at it. And then I also do some work with corporate big businesses to help them figure out how to support their people as well. So I hope you don't mind me asking, was the business something that was kind of born out of your own experience? Yeah, no, I don't mind you asking at all. I'm super open about my mental health. Yeah, it absolutely was. So um, I worked in communications in corporate environments for 11 years until last year. And in 2017, and then again in 2018, I had what I would now, what I now know is a breakdown. And yeah, basically had to learn how to like live in a different way so that it didn't constantly trigger my mental health and, you know, cause me to be really, really unwell. So I figured out after taking or being signed off work for three months in 2018 and coming back that companies in particular have all good intentions, but don't really know what it's like to to grapple with mental health stuff at work and how that can affect you and how work can be triggering and how important and useful it can be to use lived experience to help companies to figure out what they can do better. Um, And then, so I took redundancy last year and set up my business. And then over the last year, I've realized that um, lots of people who work for themselves also need support in that way. So I started to work one-to-one and in small groups with people who are self-employed or have a side hustle or who want to be self-employed and are just starting their business. So yeah, it's totally born out of lived experience and how I can use that to help other people I guess. Yeah amazing and so at the beginning of the year did you what kind of plans did you have in mind I suppose and and how did those have to change and adapt as we entered into the UK lockdown and obviously we're recording we're on week seven I believe. I was gonna say I I don't know how many weeks it is now. (laughs) Um, Yeah, God, the far off land of January 2020. So at the beginning of the year, I had lots of plans, I guess. At that point, about 80 to 85% of my income came from corporate work, like 
working with companies to set strategy and do training and raise awareness of mental health stuff in the workplace. And I was planning to, I was already starting to think about how I could even up the balance of where my income came from because I wanted to spend more time and more focus, more energy on working what I call human to human. <laughs> um, so not like B2B or B2C, um, just with other human beings. And so I was already starting to think about how I could do that. And one of the things I was thinking that would allow me to do that was to start accepting, uh, well, to create um, a place for mentally healthy job adverts on my website. So I put a lot of time and effort and resource into um, getting myself and the business and the website ready to do that. I was only going to take adverts from um, companies that have been accredited by the Mind Workplace Wellbeing team. And I also had like corporate work in the pipeline. And so just before lockdown started, probably the week or so leading up to that, when I had already like started to have symptoms so I was self-isolating basically all of my corporate work started to be cancelled so now I have no corporate work on my books that I did have in January so basically all of my income disappeared overnight and as I imagine many recent self-employed people are I fall through the gaps of all of the government support I went self-employed in February 2019 so I don't have 1819 accounts to show or they're not filed and I'm a director of a limited company so none of the self-employed kind of grants or furlough schemes work for me although I, I now understand that I could furlough myself but that would mean basically stopping work on my business which seems totally counterintuitive to me because I want mm. my business to survive I don't want mm -hmm. to you know stop it so yeah I kind of needed to figure out what I needed to do to survive financially really um I live with my boyfriend we rent in South London so we have you know quite high outgoings on rent and bills and council tax and things so we kind of sat down and basically decided that all of his salary would go into our joint account and then that would leave me needing to make I think it's like seven or eight hundred pounds I should know off the top of my head eight hundred pounds a month to put into our joint account to pay our rent bills and pay for food so I knew that I what I needed to make a salary and then what I needed to make on top of that for paying business expenses so that kind of gave me a little bit of comfort and I had a little bit of money in the business from corporate work that I had done um and invoiced in a month or so previously um but yeah I basically needed to really pivot my business in in the way that I wanted to but kind of quicker I guess and also the start of the year for me the first sort of three months of the year literally right up until lockdown started were pretty topsy-turvy anyway um my mum was diagnosed with kidney cancer in January and then um, had an operation to remove it and she's she's cancer free now um in February and she lives on her own um in Sussex so I went down to stay with her for a month or six weeks which meant that um I was kind of you know away from my usual routine and working at hers and yeah out of my just a bit out of kilter and then the day that I came back from my mum's um I started to develop the symptoms that that meant that I needed to self-isolate and then lockdown happened so it's been quite a topsy-turvy first half of 2020 actually but yeah lots has changed since January yeah I can imagine it's been yeah quite a an eventful start to the year let's mm. say but I'm, I'm glad to hear that your mum is doing better 
and that she's recovering so that's all good yeah I'm just so thankful that she had her operation and she had all of the aftercare literally days before the lockdown started like yeah that just feels so serendipitous yeah so in terms of obviously having to really change and shift your business to go all online I'm assuming a lot of the corporate work was in person yeah obviously that that got cancelled and you weren't able to continue with that work what kind of opportunities came out of that situation which you know to begin with I'd imagine would have felt quite well a bit of a shock really (laughs) I'd imagine to lose 85% of your income Yeah, I mean, I spent a couple of weeks, to be honest, feeling very low and very anxious and returning to, so I likened it to the time when I was signed off work in 2018 and um, needing to just let the sort of cortisol and the anxiety drain out of my system a little bit. So for a couple of weeks, I really did nothing in the business I just spent that time looking after myself being quiet um listening to audiobooks doing yoga and yeah just really trying to rebuild my mental health a little bit and then after that so the time that I was at my mum's I had already planned out and I, I was trying to think about it the other day I think I had launched it and had it all ready to go my first group mentoring program four weeks of space so I knew that I had that starting and I was really excited about it and I had a really amazing and have an amazing amazing first group of people and I'm just so happy with it and proud of it so I at the time I was um in a um, group mentoring program led by Ruth Poundwhite and she suggested okay what can you do that is easy and she was like, you could run four weeks of space again. And I, that kind of hadn't occurred to me before. But now as I've moved through running that program, it feels like it's going to be like the cornerstone of my business and something that I will run throughout the year. Um, so yeah, I'm planning to run that again in June. And that's happened all online. And it was the first group thing I've run online. And it's been amazing. And actually, in the last few weeks, two to three weeks, um, I've had a few corporates approaching me to run training online for them and to run workshops online for them. And they've worked really well. I gave myself a crash course in how to use breakout rooms on Zoom, which if you haven't used before, are amazing. It basically... automatically assigns people into smaller online meetings and then brings them back when you close the rooms um so you can do exactly as you would do in a face-to-face workshop and be like okay five get into groups of five and work through this scenario mm-hmm. but you can do that through zoom which has been brilliant and yeah i actually really enjoy running these things online and it's made me realize that i find i i i've been trying to work through this over the last sort of few days week but I find the corporate work with the big companies I feel that there's a much more of a pressure of judgment there and I don't want that (laughs) so I am really leaning into the work that feels good and feels right and that is with other self-employed people business owners humans rather than with big companies but yeah I'm really enjoying doing the work online to be honest and it also shows me that when I move out of London which I want to be in the next few years I will still be able to run my business it doesn't mean Mm -hmm. I have to be in one geographic location which is amazing. 
Yeah, that's a that's a biggie actually, because a lot of the time our work can be so location dependent, but actually mm. all of the kind of business owners that I've been speaking to, they've been able to come up with solutions, perhaps not all of them, but some solutions and services or products that they're able to kind of put out there regardless of where they are and taking everything online as as made potentially opened up new doors yeah definitely and I really feel like it has for me because well I guess it's partly taking things online and partly kind of knowing that I had to kind of turn away from the corporate work because it's made me see like what possibilities there are with my human to human work and made me kind of more open to what people need and how I can support them and it's given me the time to develop those things like I was talking on my Instagram stories maybe a month ago maybe three weeks ago about how um, my coping mechanisms are changing the, the things that I do to look after my mental health are shifting and that you know sometimes it's really hard to do those things and I had so many chats with people about how they felt the same and why they found it hard and then basically it gave me the idea for a program that I'm now running that started yesterday called A Hug and a Nudge which is six weeks of support to help people figure out what what their coping mechanisms are now and figure out why they're finding it hard to do them and to help them work through those thoughts or practicalities so that they can do those things to look after their mind and if I had you know the same amount of corporate work on on that I thought I would have done at the beginning of the year then I just wouldn't have had the time to develop that and launch it and run it and also on that like the fact that my boyfriend is working from home now he part of his role is editing like audio and video at his workplace and um, I've roped him in to edit and produce all of the audio notes that I'm doing on that hug and a nudge so you know I've got some extra resources at my disposal that I wouldn't have had before. Yeah that's really quite nice that actually you've been able to kind of think outside of the box and look at other ways of delivering content and delivering programs that like you say you know perhaps had you been working in the corporate a lot more you wouldn't have had the time to even think about and also that so with hug and a nudge I was already starting to feel I was starting to feel a little bit overwhelmed generally and I knew that you know my mental health is really fluctuating at the moment and I knew that I couldn't and I didn't feel like I could add another kind of intensive sort of face-to-face program into what I was doing for my own kind of energy levels and my own mental health so I designed Hug and Nudge in a way that I could deliver it in a way that that works for me in my mind so it's through like audio notes and worksheets and email notes throughout the week for six weeks and that is that feels really good to me and again I think it's knowing that my mental health is fluctuating a bit and also knowing that lots of other people's are as well is giving me the freedom to think differently about how I can deliver some of my programs and not feel that they all have to be in the same format or the same mold. Yeah, I really love that. And it kind of goes back to what you were saying about what is easy to do right now Mm. and really actually using that to your advantage. and, And that's not any less worthwhile and I think sometimes we find value in the things that perhaps don't come as easily and that feel kind of harder to put out there do do you know what I mean I think sometimes it's easy to think that only the things that are really taking a lot of effort are valuable whereas actually finding things that 
come easily to us and fit in with, you know, things like your mental health and everything else and your lifestyle and your routines is actually that works better for everyone. Oh my God, Anna, you are talking my language. Yes. I think we think it's shameful to make work easy. Mm. And I just think that's not true. I was going to say a swear, but I don't want you to have to put explicit (laughs) on the podcast. That's just rubbish. Just because it's something that's comes easily to me doesn't mean that it's not valuable to the person who needs it and why does work have to be hard like the probably the topic of a whole other podcast but all that social conditioning that says we have to work hard to get results I just think that's utter rubbish and things don't have to be hard to be valuable to me or you or whoever it is that needs that thing and one of the things that we've been working through in my group mentoring program is that you can build a business based on your basic needs and your basic needs don't just stop at you know food shelter and the money to pay for those things your basic needs are the way you need to work to keep yourself happy healthy and sane and for me that is not having not going over a certain number of one-to-one clients at a time because that feels too much for me and for me that is not booking things in before like 11 in the morning or after four in the afternoon and not working evenings and weekends my basic needs are the ways that I work that allow me to maintain positive-ish at the moment mental health and I can and do design my business in a way that allows those basic needs to be met rather than undermined and sometimes that means that well a lot of the time that means that yes I am doing things that feel easy to me but that doesn't mean that they're not valuable to other people. I I like the fact that you you've really obviously taken the time to get clear on what it is that you need so things like starting uh, you know not booking anything in before 11 for example if you're not a morning person that makes so much sense but sometimes <laughs> we kind of feel like well everybody else is starting at nine or, <laughs> so we have to start at nine it, it just doesn't it kind of when you actually begin to question those things it doesn't make sense mm. it's interesting I am um, I've been talking to a few clients recently about how the changes basically the the weird world that we're living in now has forced them to make changes in their business that Mm -hmm. have actually been beneficial for them but they were those are changes that they would never have given themselves permission to make before and so we've been doing a lot of work to think about okay well what is it that we want to keep from the way that we're working and living right now and why did we not feel able to give ourselves permission to do those things before or change those things and like what can we learn from that because Yeah, I think, you know, no one would wish this situation ever. And there are obviously huge, huge tragedies um, with what's been going on and is going on. But there are some things that we can learn from the way that we've been forced to live. Or I certainly am and a lot of my clients and people that I've been working with are. And yeah, there are some kind of positives and shifts that we are having to make that that are actually benefiting us in some ways. There's certainly a lot of, well, many, many things that I would like to take forward. But actually, Mm. I was journaling on that, I think this morning, I need to get a little bit more clear about what it is that I want to take forward and be more intentional about it. Because saying, well, this felt nice, I want to do that again, isn't 
you know, isn't going to necessarily change our behavior going forward. Mm. So particularly when things get busy and we return to that kind of normal pace of life. So yeah, getting really intentional and specific about these things, I think is really important. Definitely. And I think it's interesting. I've been thinking a lot and it's on my list to journal about, about the whole pace of life thing. Since I had my mental health crises, I knew that my pace of living and working and not just the pace, but the way I lived and work needed to change. And I've been able to do that incrementally over the last few years. But obviously the situation has drastically altered everyone's pace of life and way of living. And I actually really like this slow pace and the having fewer things to do and places to go and requirements and you're right I think I need to drill down into what what is it specifically and how can I make that tangible as in like you know how few commitments do I want and do I actually want to keep going into London a couple of days a week to work or do I want to work from home all the time etc but yeah I've been thinking a lot about that whole pace of life and it's making me feel more more clear than ever that I definitely do want to move out of London Um, and it's been something that's been on my mind for years particularly around the time when I was really unwell Um, but yeah it's making me realize that actually a slower pace of life and a bit more space would be very beneficial. Mm, Yeah I could agree more. (laughs) So if there was one piece of advice you could give someone who is running their business during this time what would it be? Can I I try for two is that okay? (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. So I guess first is hold your nerve, keep the faith. There have been so many times in my business, which is still so young, that I've really wobbled and thought that it wasn't going to work. But I think, yeah, holding your nerve and knowing that you can weather this situation and that you have the kind of creativity and flexibility and adaptability within you and within your business to um, allow you to kind of yeah ride out the current situation so just trust yourself I guess and keep faith with yourself and then the second bit I guess is something that I have thought about a huge amount because you know my business what I do helping people to manage the ups and downs of their mental health through their work feels more feels like it's needed by more people now than ever before and that gave me a lot of it gave me a lot of anxiety I guess and worry and concern that I didn't want to capitalize on the situation that we're in but I knew that I had things did things that could help people who who might need my support so I guess what I'm trying to say is that it's okay to do business right now and even if you know you do business even if the thing that you do is more needed now or is needed by more people now than before and you think oh god is this me capitalizing on an international disaster no it's just that what you do is important and valuable and you know people need to know about that to be able to get the help that you can provide so just remind yourself that it's okay to do business right now and it's okay to support people right now and if that's what you do and you charge for it that is okay as well and that if people can't afford it or if it's not right for them then that's you know that's a decision that they make and as long as you aren't kind of pushing them or encouraging them to make a decision that isn't right for them then um, as long as you're acting with integrity then that's okay 
Yeah, absolutely. I think that's kind of one of the key messages with regards to selling in general. It's actually that it is up to the other person to make Mm. up their mind whether the service that you were providing is the right kind of thing for them. And like you say, as long as you do that with integrity, then you have nothing to worry about. Yeah. And I think selling, buying isn't a one-way street. You're not taking money from someone. You are, it's an exchange of value. Money is numbers on a screen at the end of the day. Like you could be exchanging a sheep for a cow or whatever. (laughs) So it's not, it's not a taking situation. It's uh, offering something. And if someone feels that it's the right time for them and um, the right thing for them, then that's their decision to go for it or not and I always always say to anyone who like messages me about any of my programs and has questions I always say if you know only do this if it feels like the right thing for you at the right time um because that's just not my that's not the way that I operate is I don't want to be pushing people or making them feel like they have to do a thing yeah absolutely thank you so much for your time today thanks for having me Anna Uh, where can people find you just before you head off so i am on instagram at mad and sad club all spelled out in words not the ampersand and my website is madandsadclub.co.uk amazing thank you so much thank you so much for tuning in as always i'd be so so grateful if you could leave a review on itunes so that other female creatives can find this podcast too